Welcome to Explorers Wanted. We are a weekly Numenera actual play podcast. I will be your humble GM, Daniel Anderlich. With me today is Alex Finn. Well, hi. My neighbors are screaming and setting off fireworks, and it is just a little distracting. Just a little. It's not Fourth of July, listeners. That's not. Marietta Jones. Well, hello. Stace Babcock. Hi, everybody. I am tonight experiencing some impaired cognitive function. Do some medication. I practiced this so I could get it all out. But despite Daniel's masterful editing, just know that this episode was a shit show. (laughs) (laughs) And Samson Davis. I thought we were just going to chalk it up to like the weird, non-normal days recording energy we have. So before we get started today, we have an important item of business to attend to, and that is we have our first patron on Patreon. We do. Who? Who is it, Daniel? So huge thanks to Commoner Nick. That's his handle on Twitter and on the Discord server. It's what he tends to go by online. We've known Commoner Nick since last Geekly Con. He played several games with us. He even played a Fate of Cthulhu game with us before the podcast started, which was a load of fun. But yes, thank you so much to Commoner Nick for helping support us in doing this crazy thing that we are doing. Thank you so much. Yeah, and for the pictures of the cacti in the plants channel on Discord. Mm, yeah. He provides a lot of that, great That's amazing. Cacti. I've learned a lot more about cacti, and, and I just I didn't realize they were quite so wonderful. Mm-hmm. But we're not here to talk about Commoner Nick's cacti. <laughs> we're here to thank Commoner Nick for his contributions to our Patreon, which... Truth. Yes. Yes, so thank you so much, Nick, for your support. It means the world to us. It sure does. Who remembers what happened last time? I think I am going to pick on Marietta because Alex is trying to bait me by looking worried, which means he probably knows. No, it's the level of screaming has increased. <laughs> and there are new voices involved in the screaming. Alex, put Cha-Cha away. <laughs> Listen, when I go into character, I involve the rest of the world. You're a method podcaster? Yes. Thank you. So makes her chaotic lawful. Uh. Didn't you see? She set something on fire the other day. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we started last episode at camp after Dilly had a dream. Is that right? Okay, and then Dilly was like, ah, I had a dream. And Tally was like, oh, really? And then he talked about the dream, and it was about the perspective of the automaton observing Isidra and that interaction. And Tally was like, ooh, I wonder if you could have some sort of connection to that. And he was like, IDK, I would really need to ask Nano about that. And I was like, hey, bro, guess what? <laughs> <laughs> so then Italia scans Dilly, and we found out that he's a human, and he's got a really high intellect. Could maybe use some cardio in his life. But most importantly, there are some nanites, spooky action, a distancing, probably to the automaton. So there's some sort of connection there, which might explain the dreams in which Dilly is experiencing existence from the automaton's perspective. And then I think we talked about being afraid. <laughs> and we are off to Shalmas. And then we get to Shalmas. It's a big deal. We're supposed to find Shalaz, Salah's shop. Are potentially guardians of the night's hope connection. That's what I wrote down anyway. 
So we eventually do find him. Oh, but before that, there's like the spooky spirits all about. And um, I had a pretty lucky roll and assessed that there are some connection to the previous life's existence. And it was pretty creepy. And Cha Cha was extremely upset. She thinks this is how she's supposed to save the world, probably. After that, we're like, okay, well, we should probably do what we came to do instead of being horrified by these not-horror spirits. And Salah, like, really beats around the bush. I guess we don't say the right code words, which, honestly, Mama Jaren did not tell us the right code words, I guess. Uh, it took some convincing before he was like, oh, right, you must be those people. And so he told us about the caravan, where we would find them, which is near the city that it starts with a B, I think. It's between Shalmas and Bodrov. Okay. Okay. So that's where we would find that. And then also asked us to find a friend of his, Clemuel, I think. Is that her name? Clemuel was the leader of the caravan that lost its way. Oh, okay. And then she was the one hanging out in the bar being real sad. Yeah, uh, Sala's friend was the one that's somewhere between Bodrov and Shalmas. Oh, that's Stannis? Yes. Yeah. Okay, so the friend is Stannis. Clemuel is the leader of the caravan who is scared shitless and drinking her life to oblivion in the maker's beard where we went to talk to her. So we're going to go try to find the caravan, I believe was going to be our next step, though we probably slept. Did we sleep? Yeah, you got a room and you got some rations. Um, and this is kind of where my notes end. Did we leave? Yes. We left. Yep. Okay, and then what happened? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we made it to the grove. Hmm. Yep. Okay. A grove of translucent trees. And did we find anything interesting there? In fact, Natalia found something very interesting there. Something not quite nice. What did Natalia find? I don't know, but I stopped writing after her. Let's go find her at the Maker's Beard. <laughs> that tree person? Yeah, she found a body, like, crucified on a tree that wanted her to kill her, because it was suffering. Oh, right. I don't think it had skin. <laughs> I don't remember. I might be projecting. The tree had grown through yeah. the body, and this person was effectively crucified oh, right. with it with branches. And as you approached it, then its head lifted up, and it looked at you with bloodshot eyes. And it said with intensity, Kill me! And that's where we ended it. And I was horrified. The caravan is in the grove, though, right? Yeah, supposedly the... So what Clemuel told Chacha is that she told the people that she hired for the caravan not to touch the statues. But then somebody did. And then all that was left was the grove. And Clemuel heard the sound of bees and ran as fast as she could. But we haven't seen the caravan then? No. So far you've seen the trees and this individual in the trees. Wait, you said bees? Like Chacha's vision bees? It's this, definitely the same word. <laughs> I don't know if they're the same thing or not. Blatantly lying. Blatant lies. <laughs> Wait, what if Daniel doesn't plan anything? What if he just gets his mind maps online? Oh, right, Just like right. Google's mind maps, you know, and then blurs it out. <laughs> he just makes the mind map and then blurs it yeah. so you can't read any of it, and it's actually just that lorem epsum whatever. Or it's his grocery list. The mind maps are the exact same thing that I send you. I blur it out for myself so I can't cheat later. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. I think Italia just, like, backs up kind of horrified and, like, there's no saving this dude. They're just rasping. They're just like, 
I'll scan the situation first. Okay. To see if I can learn anything. Okay. And you have two edge and intellect now, right? Yeah. So scan is now free for you. So you scan and this individual is human. The trees are some type of Numenera that is partially extra-dimensional in nature. The tree... From what you can tell from the scan, it's a little bit confusing, so just give me give me an understanding Numenera role. The starting target is nine. All right, I'm uh, trained in understanding Numenera. I did roll a 15. <laughs> okay, so you're able to figure out from the clues that you see in the scan, these trees must have grown rapidly because this person wasn't engulfed by a tree. The tree grew up through them too fast for them to get away. All these branches that you see going in and out of their arms and their flesh, it must have been incredibly fast. And normally you would think a person would die from shock or blood loss from this, but there's something about the tree being embedded through them that is forcing them to stay alive despite all this. Okay. The other thing that your scan can tell is they are in quite a bit of pain. Okay. It looks like <laughs> these trees just like almost instantaneously grew. So I think it like instantaneously grew through this dude, but then there's something going on keeping him alive, but he's in excruciating pain. Please kill but the question is, like, what if the trees were the people or something, or what if it could be undone and this thing is keeping him alive, so maybe there's a chance he could be saved? I don't know. I still have a cipher that would let me ask three questions about a location. I could use that now and inquire, or do we want to poke around a bit more mm. so I can ask better questions? I mean, whatever we're going to do, we should, like, hurry up and do it because... They're clearly suffering. He's not having a good time. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, definitely, yeah. <laughs> I, I think Chacha pulls out her little gray gun and just like aims it at the guy's head. It's just like we, we can't leave him like this. This is no. Me. We're gonna see if we can undo the tree thing. No, no, don't, don't, don't waste a depletion on stationary targets. She then pulls out the dart thrower and puts it against his yeah, head. Yeah, that's better. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I should use this cipher now, probably. Yeah, or Chacha's going for it. Coming into player mode, what question should I ask so I'm not left alone? Oh, I see what you're trying to do. So what does it say specifically? What it says specifically, I don't know. I'm not on that page. Uh, this is what Dan told us. Uh, three questions about one location. He never specified if it was a yes or no question at the time. I assume it's open-ended then. That's what I'm hoping for. Well, it's all specific to this grove, right? So we could even ask, like, what happened to the caravan. Well, we know we know what happened to the caravan. They touched the statues, and this happened. So they're did they become trees? Is that what happened? I I think they got embedded with trees. I think it's just like some miracle grove situation, as you said, just spilt. Italia will walk around the grove a little bit and see if there's any other bodies embedded in trees. Hmm. Okay. So I'm holding off on the cipher. No, no, uh, Dilly, you definitely should use that. Ask, maybe ask if it, this can be undone, because if it can't, 
like Chacha and I take care of business while you and Italia figure out what's going on. Okay. Taking care of business. Hey, anything else, or should I just? Uh, if it can be reversed. Yeah, done. Bees. What are the secrets of the grove? Do we care about the grove, or do we care about more about the shipment? Well, don't we want to understand what happened? And it has to be about a location, right? Where are the bees? Dan, can I analyze my cipher to get more clarity on what's actually going to happen? You know that you'll be able to ask three questions, right? They can be open-ended. But open-ended questions also mean that the data sphere's answer may be open-ended as well. Okay. Oh. Because you're going to be asking the data sphere three questions, and it gets to answer how it, it will absolutely answer. It will absolutely not deceive you. It will give you a true answer. That does not guarantee that the answer will be immediately obvious to you. Okay. Then maybe ask how it can be reversed, Dilly. Yeah. Gotcha. How do you reverse the tree growth? Right. We need to be more specific than that. Are there more um, people in trees? So what order of operations are you doing this? Are you activating the cipher or are you searching through the other trees first? I'd say let's address the cipher first, unless Natalia is wandering away. But I, I would say my personal feeling of urgency is with the cipher. For sure. My only question is if, if it's just this one dude or did this happen to the whole caravan? Probably the whole caravan. Because uh, Clemuel told us that. Okay. Thing. Okay, sure. Do the cipher. I'll, we'll wait in my, or I'll, I'll observe from where we're standing. Okay, here we go. I will activate the cipher. I ingest the pill-like form and jack in. <laughs> okay, so when you first take the pill, it doesn't feel like anything is happening at first. And then all of a sudden, from the rest of your guys' perspective, Dilly goes completely upright and frozen. He's not shaking. He's not having a seizure or anything like that. There's no convulsions, but he is definitely like, like seems to be kind of stock frozen there. And Dilly, the scene around you, even though your eyes are open, sort of fades and you see this strange light all around you and you hear something and it is what it is, the, the actual sounds, if you could call them sounds, are completely unintelligible, except that somehow you understand what they mean. And it, uh, it says, query please, and you see you get this sort of suggestion of a blinking prompt with a one next to it. Okay. Um, if you haven't guessed, this means that you're completely unaware of what your companions are doing at this time. You are in your own little world. Yep, that's why I, that's why I asked first, because... I'm glad that we were really articulate, too. <laughs> Dilly's first question is going to be, what and where is the source of the crystal trees in the grove? Input error. That is two questions. Yeah, damn it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> all right. Where is the source of the crystal trees that constitutes the location known as the grove? There's a pause, and... Uh, there's a brief answer that says, Clarification needed. Are you referring to your current location in space-time? I'm referring to the location that, correct me if I'm wrong, we're still at the edge of it. 
There are approximately 3,400,023 locations that match the Grove. Uh, uh, the Grove closest to my location in space-time. Query accepted. Please wait. And a moment comes back and it says, The source is item JX Squiggle 9. And you see an image of these three statues in um, kind of in a shadowy setting. And they are all sort of humming. The source is currently rooted and has been taken into the root system of the grove, where it feeds the grove accordingly. And then the prompt drops down a line, and it starts blinking next to two. Mm-hmm. Um, can this source be cut off? Or no, can this source be shut off? Yes. The item that is powering the grove and generating the grove can be deactivated and or destroyed. And then it blinks next to three. Yeah. Um, how many other uh, human life forms exist impaled within the grove? Clarification. Human is referring to genotypes, phenotypes that match your own designation. Yes. Checking. Please wait. There are currently four other life forms that are embedded by either grove branches or grove root systems. Two have been removed. Ah, uh, clarify removed, please. They were harvested from the trees by a third party. Thank you for making use of our service. Please come again sometime. Uh, and then the next thing you know, you are alert in the middle of the grove with your friends staring at you. Everybody else's perspective, Dilly was like frozen like that for less than a second. Ah, all right. Ah, uh, how long? How long was I in there? Just like, just like a second. Oh, all right, cool. Um, so there is a source. It can be shut off or destroyed. Uh, there's four others within the grove that have been uh, this. Um, two of them have been quote harvested. So, so dead. I. Removed was another word they used. So there's something else in there. Do you harvest things you don't eat or utilize? I what? No. Well, I'm just thinking the harvest vocabulary makes me think. So uh, should I? I'm just gonna put in them it out of its misery. I. Uh, it's she just said it could be shunned off or deactivated. But does that mean that this person will be alive again, though? Like I feel like that's different. Yeah, there's still a hole through his chest. Yeah. There's, chest, there's so. a difference between dead and living in constant pain. Okay, what about living in constant pain with the potential? But other, I mean, either way, let's just destroy the thing. If the thing is destroyed and it just disappears and he dies from the gaping hole in his wound, he'll be done suffering. Chacha shoots this guy in the head with a dart thrower. Okay. Fucking whatever. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> he can't dodge, so this is just going to be a... Uh... Well, since it's a light weapon, point blank. Yeah, so it's a gimme. So the dart embeds into this figure's skull. You actually can't tell if it was, you know, male or female. At some point, this this entity is, you know, it's their their body is too ruined by this to to tell one way or another what how, however they would have presented. But 
the dart embeds and there is a moment where it actually tears a part of their jaw and their mouth kind of gapes half open. And then as blood is trickling out of their mouth, they you hear this not enough. Chat just shoots him again. Okay. This time the head comes clean off and slowly the tree sort of vibrates and sloughs off the body like a snake shedding skin except wetter and gushier until there's just sort of a pile of fleshy goo around the base of this tree god trees here are wild oh cool all right, Italia's going to start looking around and trying to find the fourth body, since apparently there was a fourth individual. This one's dead, and the other two have been removed. To be clear, there were four currently in the grove, Samson. Two others were removed. There are four okay, of so these six people. total. Yeah, some of them, and also I will mention the Dasher pointed out that some of them were in the branches, and some of them were in the root system. Oh, well, Nix will start looking for them in the branches. And I'll actually change that to looking for the statues. Chacha's looking, I guess, in the root system for the next people. Because, like, just to, like, clarify this as a player, I think it's against, like, Chacha's morals to just leave somebody to potentially suffer indefinitely on a maybe. Because Chacha knows what it's like mm-hmm. to be in pain. And she's just like, I'm not going to just leave you for a maybe you'll get better. Sure. And something's already been harvesting, so watch out for that as we go. Where are we going? Are we splitting up? No, Nix is just cr- climbing up in the or looking up into the branches and trying to find additional bodies to end. Yeah, and Chacha's checking the ground. You sure you don't want to climb up the tree? Yeah, you know. On second thought, well, Nix will Nix will try to touch the tree with your bare hand. Yeah. Okay, Nix, you reach out and touch the tree. The skin of this tree is extremely smooth, and it is warm, like what we would think of as body temperature warm. And it vibrates a little bit, you know, almost like a sap that's presumably running through it is almost running as fast as blood through a body. What the? Guys, I think this tree is like a creature. What do you mean? This is very smooth. It almost feels like... Just touch it. Like, it's not hurting me. It's not doing anything to hurt. Mm-mm. You don't see anything odd happening. All right. Dilly touches the tree. Dilly's in gold. No, I'm just kidding. Deal. No. Um, yeah, you you feel the same sensation that Nyx is feeling. Ugh. We should hurry up and finish this. This is gross. Yeah. So I guess unless um, it's going to take Nyx a lot to find the thing in the branches, that's all she really wants to do. I know Italia wanted to search more thoroughly. Yeah, I want to find those statues because they said that it could potentially be shut down or destroyed. Mm-hmm. The trees are transparent, so I, if, we, if you at least keep an eye out, I don't think you have to, or there's a chance you'll at least be able to see it from the ground. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not trying to walk, like, miles. The uh, data sphere did give you a hint, Dilly, as to where the statues were. Uh, we need to go to a shadowy place somewhere, I think, in the roots. Okay. I guess Talia will look around for 
any shadowy places. She likes to explore those dark places. Is there any explorable dark places about? Yeah. Give me a perception roll. Because you kind of know that you're looking for it. The target is only a six. Okay, and she's trained in perception. That's a 15. This is my 15 rolling dice today. Okay, so you... It takes a little bit of looking around, but you find one tree here that is enormous. And its roots stretch out from the trunk, and it's almost like there's this tunnel between the roots leading down. The tunnel's about, it's not like perfectly round, but it's also not much bigger around than a manhole cover. And it seems to be leading quite far down. Italia, since you can see in the dark. Tear, 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 tear. <laughs> when you look down the tunnel, you know, initially it's, it seems pretty clear, but farther down it looks more like, you know, dim light. But as far as you can tell, this thing seems to go fairly far down. And it's almost like the roots have grown in such a way that they're reinforcing the sides of this tunnel. Wow, that's kind of creepy. It's like a root tunnel. Yeah, so do we want to go exploring? You uh, want to go down there? I could just go. Uh, Italia. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I said it first, but, like, I understand that it's high risk, and I just feel like all of us potentially getting killed isn't maybe the answer either, but... But we would, like, die together, and isn't that what's really important? (laughs) What? (laughs) I kind of prefer living together, but... I mean, or dying alone, I mean, if we're talking about death, you know. I prefer to die in my sleep and have no awareness of the situation. Cha-cha. Please make a perception roll for me. Your target is an 18, but you have an asset on it. Oh, thank goodness, because I was just like... So it'll be a 15. <gasps> what pool is this? Intellect. Intellect. One level of effort, because we're probably going to get up soon. Okay, and what's your edge right now? One. Okay, so that'll bring it down to 12, and it'll cost you two points. Okay, 16, we see it. Okay. Um, you see something that probably to somebody else would just look like reflective shimmers from time to time, but you definitely see in those shimmers, and they're not there all the time, but a sort of strange outline of almost a sort of, you can't tell if it has four legs or three legs. It's about the size of, say, a really large dog. And it just seems to be kind of keeping its distance from you guys, but it is definitely kind of following at the edge. And it is definitely something that is less than half-phased. It is something that is clearly on the other side of whatever dimensional wall this is, but it is slowly following you guys. I would like to roll animal handling. (laughs) (laughs) That's a 32. You can't see it clearly enough to know what it is. That don't mind Chacha. She just, she sees the glimmer. She wants the glimmer to come to her. Or like, it is some sort of creature. If she brings it to the party, it's a better chance of them not all dying and killing it. If it's evil. Or having extra nano to help figure out what the glimmer is. Okay. So you're going to try 
getting it to come to you? Yes. Okay, so this is going to be a 12. Conditional dice, don't fuck me. 18. So how do you try to coerce this creature that even you can't clearly see to come closer to you? Well, like any good Bollywood hero, Chacha throws open her arms like, come get this hug action, and just kind of gives that smiley, happy, I'm totally innocent and snuggly face that you give children when you want them to do something you want them to do. Like, hey, come do your homework with me. This totally isn't going to suck ass. This figure sort of cautiously stalks towards you. Chacha, what are you doing? Chacha's going to kind of like out of the corner of her mouth say, shh. It's it's coming. It just just don't move. I don't think this one wants to eat you, Dilly. You'll be okay. Good. Cool. Great. Awesome. Okay. So this one comes up close to Cha Cha. You can still barely see it, but you can tell it's definitely sort of watching you closely. It is within immediate range, although you still can't perceive it except more as this flicker. The rest of you guys can definitely see this sort of reflective shimmer in the air there. Oh, okay. What? Chacha, what are you doing? It's been following us. It's better that it's with us than to not know where it is. So, Chacha, there is a moment where this thing seems to shimmer into existence, and it's very strange looking. It's got four legs. It is, like, mostly purple with shades of sort of a grayish green its face is sort of a mess of tendrils jesky's like mewling and cha-cha i need you to make a speed defense roll of 12 here come the kisses all the kisses does this count as running (laughs) no okay i got a 15 she's speedy baby you managed to dodge as it kind of strikes out at you with its paw. Now I need everybody to roll initiative. Aren't you glad I didn't just run off into the woods after it? Nine. Seventeen. I got ten. Fifteen. Okay, so it is now Nix's turn. This thing has just appeared and tried to take a swipe at Cha-Cha. Just poof out of nowhere. Yeah. I mean, you saw her kind of calling it to it, and then you would have seen the reflective glimmers, and then... The reflective glimmer suddenly became solid, and it took a swipe at her. Okay. How close is Nyx to the situation? You're within immediate range. You could do whatever you need to do. I was going to say, the situation's in Jersey. I don't know how close Nyx is to that. (laughs) Huh? (laughs) You fucking with me, Alex? (laughs) Yeah. Um, I'm going to try to bite it. Okay. So that would be at a hindrance, because you're not holding it already. So it'll be a 15. I am going to use two might efforts. Okay. Which means what? Brings it down to a nine, and it will cost you five before your edge. Okay. Okay. That's to hit. Mm Mm-hmm. 17. Okay. Okay, so that's plus one damage. Okay, and then you do seven as a base, right? And so that's eight, and and it is hindered now. Yeah. Yes, it is. You definitely feel that pulse of venom go down your fangs. What does the creature feel like? What's its mouth feel? 
The skin of it feels just sort of fleshy, but there's this strange electric tingling. Have you ever licked a battery? No. Yeah, totally. Nine volts, my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, if you ever licked a battery, imagine feeling that as if it's going through your teeth. Ooh. And it's sort of translucent. Um, it's very solid when it comes into being to make its attack. Oh, so it's not see-through at all. She wanted to see that venom. I wanted to see that venom. Yeah, you're right. Okay, so yeah, so that is Nyx's attack. Next up is Adilabrin. Uh, Dillabrin will, after seeing uh, this creature attack Cha-Cha, throw up the illusion, making a double of Cha-Cha, helping her with dodging attacks. Ooh, I like that. Give me an intellect roll of 12 to see how well you do this. Put a level of effort into that. And I rolled an 18. Nice. Nice. Yeah, you've got a very convincing duplicate of Cha-Cha. Nice. Okay. Next up is... Critter's turn. It just got bit by Nyx, so now it's going to swipe at Nyx. Nyx, it is hindered, so that'll be a nine speed defense roll. And minus six, trained to file armor in the buckler. Yes, so, it's, so that's a three. All right, 13. Okay, you dodge it, swipe, no problem. <laughs> now it is Cha-Cha's turn. Okay, I guess we've established it is aggressive, so we can't be like... Just wait, we'll tame this animal, or else that's going to be the whole podcast. Just wait, we'll tame this menagerie. I mean, you could try, it's hindered, it might be like a good time, it's weak. Okay, then Chacha's going to try and get on its back and ride it like a pony. Because she'll grapple it, and then Nyx can fight it again. Okay. Because it will be hindered. That's true. Okay, so give me a 12, this will be a might-based attack. You're trying to grapple it, so you're not trying to hurt it. <laughs> 18. Okay. You feel like you've got a good grip on it. She now has a pony. Like every little girl wanted. And now it is Italia's turn. Now, are we killing it or are you trying to befriend it? I am up for either, to be honest. So whatever the party decides, Chacha will go with it. There's probably more weird animals we can try and befriend. Um, I guess I'll just mentally onslaught it then. <laughs> or attempt to. Okay, so that'll be, it's hindered, so that'll be a nine. That's a four. Aww. Okay, so your mental onslaught misses. Cool. And now we go back to Nyx. All right. This creature is currently being held by Cha-Cha, and so it is. that means it's hindered by two steps. It's up to you what you want to do, because it's got venom in it and Cha-Cha. <laughs> is it actually a pony-type creature? It's more like a big dog. Like So it's the size of, like, um... Great Dane? Yeah, like a Grey Dane. So in theory, Chacha could ride it like a pony. Probably wouldn't be good for its back, but yeah. No, do not try that at home, listeners. We forbade it. That is not good for Doggo. Okay. So Nyx bit it, blood and venom dripping from her fangs now. Dodged its swipe. Chacha's on top of it. I would assume clearly trying to tame it. Was it pretty clear? We don't know. She's trying to hold it. Yeah. We don't know. Fucking Bronco. Uh, Nyx will help Cha-Cha hold it. Okay. So that is going to be hindered by two steps. So that is a six for you. Daniel, what if I wanted to try the first step of taming it? <sighs> so you want to try to communicate with it in some way? Yeah. So Nyx is, is Nyx is looking into its eyes and she thinks that because 
They've, you know, it doesn't have eyes. Nix but... is looking into where its eyes might be, into its soul <laughs> yeah. rather, and <laughs> she, she, uh, she's pretty sure she can get through to this creature. And like, hasn't she been cool with Jeski? So she's very confident uh, in her animal handling abilities, Daniel. So you're using confident outlook, is what you're saying? I am. Okay. Even though this creature is hindered, you're going to be operating a hindrance because this is clearly extra-dimensional. Ooh. Can Cha-Cha give Nyx an asset? Maybe Nyx should give Cha-Cha an asset on her next turn. So, it's up to you. This is what I will say. Cha-Cha, you probably know that if something phased in to attack, it can probably phase out whether you're holding it or not. It just probably can't do it until its turn. Um. Okay. So I think Nyx is going to try to soothe, soothe it. Okay. So this is going to be a straight 12 because it is hindered by two steps, but you are also hindered by two steps because it is so alien. And then Confident Outlook? Confident Outlook would bring it down to a 9. Okay. And you would consider this to be intellect? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, whatever. What are these for? Still haven't figured it out. At some point, Nyx is going to have to start investing XP into intellect because you use it a hell of a lot. I sure do. Nyx thinks real. Nyx tries real hard, you know. Um, she just can't do it all that often. All right, so six. Okay, here we go. Nine. Nice. It seems to be bucking less in Cha-Cha's arms. Nyx is like petting it. Sneak kisses. Not petting it, but like trying to like rub and soothe it. Yeah, it's not super accepting of you putting your hands on it yet, but it is bucking less. Okay. It's Dilly's turn. Uh, Dilly, seeing that the tone of this fight has shifted suddenly, <laughs> is going to ready his dart thrower and wait for the creature to attack either Chacha or Nyx for him to respond with the dart thrower, if that does happen. That sounds good. Okay. Critter actually does not use its turn to fade out. Ooh. It seems to be watching Nyx very closely and calming, and it seems to be making a little, like it reaches out with its paw, the same paw it was using to swipe, and it's kind of like, like not swiping motion, but like trying to reach out towards Nyx. Aww. And then th- that's its turn, and now it's Cha-Cha's turn. Cha-Cha would like to continue the soothing and making it feel loved and accepted. So you will have an asset on this for... So at first, you're going to have an asset because Nyx has already done the soothing, this initial soothing part. You're going to have a second asset because this is the kind of thing that you've basically been exposed to your whole life, this kind of alien intellect. So you're going to have two assets to this. It's not necessarily resisting. So right now, we're just talking about like raw, like trying to make the, the bridge. So it's probably a six. I got a 12. Okay. It definitely calms all the way down, and it is no longer struggling. Can we give it snoot kisses yet? <laughs> but I will say this cha-cha, you can definitely tell it wants something from one of you. And I say, I'll say this, because you guys have been doing such a great job at like dealing with this in an unconventional way, Nixon cha-cha, you're each going to get an XP. Yeah. Yes. Thank you, thank you. Cha-Cha, you are going to realize that what this thing is, is it was attacking. But Cha-Cha, you have a mental leap, and I need you to make a 
Understanding Numenera rule, your target before your training is six, so it'll be a three. Oh, thank goodness. Got 16. This creature is lonely and was trying to find a way to take someone back to the dimension where it lives. Aww. Well, okay. Tentacle Bambi just wants a friend. Aww. Chacho's gonna give it snugs. Yeah. Now, Chacha, you would probably know that the dimension it comes from is not particularly, like, it's not inhospitable, but there's probably nothing, like, food and stuff like This thing probably doesn't really understand you guys as entities. It just wanted to, it just wanted friends to take over to whatever mirror dimension it exists in. Well, now it needs, it's now our best friend. I hope you're happy now, Daniel. There are now two doggos in this party. Nix is going to try to convey to it. I think Nix is next, unless I'm mistaken. Mm, Italia. Next up is Italia, actually. Oh, I am mistaken. What a surprise. <laughs> I think Italia will just try to scan it to see if she can figure out any other, like, attributes or, like, what dimension it might be from. That's good. Mm, good call. Good call. So you do your scan, and once again, it's free for you because you're tier two when you've got two edge. This is an extra-dimensional entity. However, it also rings a bell for you because you have come across something that sounds very much like this scans as for you. The phrase that you've heard referred to this is an exogen. It's particularly, it can be nasty, but one of the things that you've read from the very few people who have escaped from an exogen's mirror dimension it's very uncommon for it to happen, is that this creature, it wants company and essentially kind of wants like almost like pets. So it tries <laughs> to bring people to the other side. Want, like the people that have talked about it once they got pulled over to the other side, they were basically left alone for the most part just to live. And then they were kind of on their own to figure out like the exogen would visit them from time to time. But like it wasn't aggressive in any way once it got them there. Okay. It literally just wanted companionship. Um, so, like, like it stumbling on you in the woods, for it, with you guys, it was like at a, you know, an ASPCA adopt-a-thon. <laughs> you know, it's trying to decide which one of you to grab and bring back home. It heard World on Fire by Sarah McLaughlin. It knew. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and so, you know, while these things can inflict quite a bit of damage when they want to, they're mostly like kind of lonely extra dimensional creatures and their mirror dimension is very similar to ours, except everything that you see in that dimension is like a shadow of ours. They exist in sort of a mirror dimension. It's unclear if that mirror dimension stretches throughout the entirety of what we consider space time, or if it's very localized, or if it is literally a dimension that only exists within a certain radius of the exogen. The other thing you know is it can't stay in your dimension all the time. Okay. There's a limit to how much time it can spend there at any given time. Well, I guess I'll share that information with Chacha next to Billy. So I don't think it can stay here, though, forever. Is it going to take one of us back? So, um, well, we could willingly go with it to see if these statues are in here. Uh, oh. Uh. Or it could get us GPS tracker collars. And visit us whenever it wanted to. Uh, sure. If you can make that work. Um, this is all the data I have at the moment. It's been saving up for that microchip-connected feeder. Yep. 
Make sure you guys don't overeat or steal each other's food. <laughs> so, can it just hang out with us while we deal with the statues and then we deal with this? Is this connected to the grove, actually? Should we be asking that? Or is this just a coincidence? Um, I don't know. I mean, we did kind of establish that these trees were extraterrestrial or extra-dimensional Numenera. Oh. Yeah. I don't know if it's from that dimension. It did, you know, in your your question asking, you did know that the statues were in a shadowy place, and this mirror dimension is apparently really like a shadowy version of ours, so maybe... Yeah, Marietta, give me a understanding Numenera roll of nine before your training, so it's a six for you. That's a 17. You suspect that this thing was probably drawn by the grove? Like, the, the, the activity of the grove attracted it, but it's probably not part of the grove. It's sort of, it's unconnected, but it was drawn to it because of what the grove is. The grove probably extends a little bit into its dimension as well. Yeah, so maybe its dimension is part of that, but I don't know. I think they're not related. I think it's just the energy of this place drew it to it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's weird sort of flappy face is kind of like looking amongst you as you're talking. Can you understand us? But it's but it is but it is definitely like relaxed in Chacha's arms and starts to actually make a purring noise. But it's a purring noise that's sort of like it's also got sort of a like it's purring, but then there's also another level that's sort of of a almost a higher pitched whine. Not in that it's upset, but like that's its version of a purr. I was gonna say like we kind of do that cute little baby talk when we see something like cats talking to each other. Yeah, yeah. Aww. Okay, well, at this point, I feel like we should either go down to the tunnel and try to turn off these statues, because I'm feeling like this is where it is, or we should just be like, well, they're embedded in trees, so sorry, moving on. Wait, so what are we doing with this thing? Uh, letting it live its best life and hoping it returns to be our friend forever, but it can't stay here. It's not sustainable in this dimension. Alright, Nyx attempts to convey that to the creature. I feel like the creature is probably aware that they should go back and then they can come visit us whenever. Well, I think it's aware that I can't stay here minimally. But yeah, let's be friends. Well, actually, do you know its language? Quick question before we try. Should we keep it around? Because uh, Talia mentioned that this dimension that it goes to is also shadowy. So there's a chance the statues are in that dimension and this creature might be our ticket there. I think it might overlap with that dimension, but from what I've observed, I don't think that the dimension that the statues are in and the dimension this creature are from are the same. Does that make sense? So you don't think the statues are in that dimension, basically? No, I think there might be some overlap with the grove, but I don't think that, at least from what Dan said, from my role. Okay, that... yeah. <laughs> So, I'm feeling like investigate the tunnel. Yeah, just let Nyx, like, wrap up this animal thing Mm -hmm. first. So. It could probably come with us. It just can't stay forever. So, Nyx just, like, acknowledges to the creature its loneliness, and, um, I don't know if she's really. Just like, hey, like, I understand that you need a friend, like, friends and family are hard to find, and, and. I know why you're here, but you can't stay here. It's not good for you. So, like, if you ever, 
you gotta go back but if you ever find us again like you should say hi uh so it sort of cocks its head because it obviously doesn't necessarily understand what you're speaking and for a moment pauses and then it sort of cautiously like reaches out with its paw like almost like that grabbing motion again um nix grasps Holds its paw. Well, that's what Nyx was going to do next. We'd be like, Cha-Cha, I don't really have anything. That's just Nyx. That's just Nyx's trip. Cha-Cha, I don't really have anything to give it. Do you have anything? Give us something from this dimension. Maybe that'll help it find us. If it so desires. Oh, wait. We can do a telepathic communication with it if we want to use a cipher. Oh! <gasps> Um, that's a you question. I was thinking like a piece of cloth. <laughs> no, she doesn't have to give it the cipher, but she could talk to it. Yeah, that's right. You do have that cipher. You have like that telepathic ray. If it's intelligent, I guess. I mean, it's trying to steal people. I hope it's intelligent. And it's not just like that drunk kid taking animals home and it can't take care of that squirrel. <laughs> Sounded, that was weirdly specific, Alex. <laughs> I have never kidnapped a squirrel. Well, that clears that up. I Can I roll insight on you, Alex? <laughs> yeah, let's use this telepathic ray emitter because why not? Okay, so you open up a mental connection with it. And I'm going to say you do this in a way like before Nyx tries to grab the paw. What it's trying to communicate with the paw is it understands that Nyx is acknowledging its loneliness. The paw motions are sort of it saying like, come with me. <laughs> come come live home Aww. good home warm happy I think Chacha's gonna like think at it like we got a mission from God no that's Blues Brothers um <laughs> <laughs> a mission from God and kind of like make it understand like they can't go with it now maybe once they're done changing the world and that they should kind of snorts and kind of gives you that like like almost like it's heard the maybe later excuse oh, before no and then like chacha like tries to express like no seriously you can come visit us anytime you want and we'll play with you and we'll have brunch and she'll like try and like tell it about the awesome meals that nix's dad makes and be like you could be in on this so it doesn't really understand like the foods that you're envisioning there but it understands it's something that you like and chacha give me an intellect roll chacha's getting get token of 12 guys when chacha gets token somebody has to change the world for her oh thank god i got a nat 20 nice so i have an idea what i would do for a major effect but you go ahead and tell tell me your suggestion first listen it's what we've all been wanting. We want this to be our new best friend that visits on the weekends. What's your suggestion, though? It's kind of the same. Like, it understands in that moment that it doesn't have the kind of food that you eat, and it doesn't have an easy way of getting it. So it's realizing that if it takes you to its dimension, it doesn't have a way to take care of you. But it does like you guys, and it seems to be acknowledging that impasse and that it wouldn't mind like it says like two legs friends yes we're friends best friends and then she also picks up like pulls up a picture of lone shark guy and she says this is also friend that friend come live 
No, he has to run the bar. And she, like, picks up a picture of, like, the Queen's platoon. It's like, but you can go visit them, too. They'll be cool. Just, like, show them you're with me. It gives you the sensation of a blink. It doesn't actually have eyes. It nods and seems to understand the situation and seems to be kind of... And then it looks up at you, and in this mental thing, you get this play game? Yes. Play game. What game? Find the statue. I know, I'm just trying to think of a good way to do that. Like a fetch? Treasure hunt? Oh, Treasure fetch. hunt? I like fetch. Hide and seek? Mm. What's a good way to phrase that in a game? Could you just say, like, play hunt? Like, very simple. Like, it's a, it's a hunt, but we're playing. I mean, you've got a telepathic connection to this, so, like, you can be relatively... I think she's going to, like, kind of illustrate the fact that the game is going to be finding these statues. Does Chad know what the statues look like? She doesn't, but she knows that there's three of them. Dilly can also throw up an image of what he saw, his memory of what he saw. Mm, That's true. Gives Chacha something to work on. There is recognition on the exogen side. And it points its head down at the ground below you and paws at it. Natalia was right. We're going in. We're going in. Uh, You okay, buddy? No. Not really. Aren't you excited to explore new places, learn new things? The exogen kind of looks at Cha-Cha and, like, looks at the tunnel and then looks up at you. How long does your telepathic ray emitter last again? I don't have how long it lasts, just that it's within 200 feet. Okay, so it's probably, it probably lasts for like, it's meant to last for like an encounter or something like that. So probably, you probably don't have much longer as this telepathic connection. Mm -hmm. And it suggests to you faster way. And it like, in your mind, you see this image of it, like going across its dimension and then coming back out somewhere else. I think Chacha agrees. Like, okay. It kind of hops around happily and then uh, motions with its paw again towards each person to come close. Have we been hearing this conversation at all? No, you haven't. Chacha's going to be like, he's got a shortcut, so we just need to go into his home and then it'll take us to the statues. But he totally understands that he can't care for us because he can't make food like Nix's dad. Hmm, okay. What a smart puppy. I vigorously pet uh, Jeski's head. Yeah, Jeski's a little nervous, but is willing to follow along. So is everybody getting close to this creature? Yes, we are falling for this trap. Presently, but yes. Chacha, you get the feeling that all of you need to be touching it for this to work. Like, everybody, big group hug, or else somebody's going to get an arm left behind. Oh, no. Dilly touches the thing. Talia will as well, holding on to Jeski. What about Nyx? Nyx been holding its paw. So uh, there's a strange twisting feeling, and you guys find yourself somewhere else. You can see the place where you were, but it's like faded, misty images of it. It's not like as dreary as or as terrifying as, say, like the Upside Down and Stranger Things, but it's got that sort of same sort of shadowy version of what the world is. The exogen kind of like prances around and leads you 
it like starts walking away and then kind of turns back and motions with its heads for you guys to follow. And even though this perspective does not make sense to just be walking in this direction, you suddenly see the these shadowy images fade and you see the shadow of some sort of strange cavern deep underground with these three bright lights in the center. And then the exogen comes over next to you guys and seems to motion as if for you guys to touch it again. Okay. I do that. And you guys appear back on the other side and clearly your dimension in this shadowy cavern with these three statues of humanoid figures, except their faces are almost crab-like that are glowing in the center of this room. And from them are where all the roots connect at one point. Mm, fascinating. Natalia mm. <laughs> will it scan the, uh, the statues to see if there's any way to deactivate them, but not touch them. <laughs> okay. So you're going to scan them. They're ancient. Very, very ancient. And they are powering the growth of these ruins. This grove of trees, they are what's supplying all the power. That's what's keeping them growing. It's also clear to you that's also what's keeping anybody who's connected to that grove system alive. Okay, so yeah, they're just going to wind up dying. That's a bummer. But we should probably shut this shit down, huh? Yeah. So I would say this. You're, with your scan, I'm not going to make you roll Numenera because you've got enough that it would be a gimme anyway at this point. That shutting it down is not going to undo the grove. The grove will just slowly wither and die without its power source. Okay, but we should still kill the power source is what it sounds like. Yeah, so the question is, do you want to deactivate it or do you want to destroy it? Deactivate. Well, I feel like if we destroy it, then it can't function again. Yeah, if we deactivate it, we can still... It's possible we could still get it to uh, Mama Jaren. Yeah, I was like, didn't Mama Jay want these? Or somebody wanted them. Oh, she wants these? Fucking... The caravan was bringing these to Charmant as secretively as it could. She did. Did she ask us to bring it to her? Oh, yeah. yes, she did. We were supposed to find out what was wrong with the caravan. And if we couldn't, we were supposed to bring back the caravaneers if we could. But uh, item wasn't optional. Uh, I guess I'll study them further and see if there's any way to shut them off without touching Chacha them. Chacha would like to give an asset for that. Okay. So, with an asset, that brings it down to a 15, Italia, and then you are trained. So, it's a 12. Do you want to spend any effort? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to do that. So, if you're spending effort, are you spending one level or two levels? Two levels. So, that will cost you three. <sighs> Ten. You think you could... Deactivate the statues. It will require some odd uses of your esoteries, but you think you could effectively turn off these statues. They were activated in error by apparently some curious caravanners, but you think you can turn it off with, you know, given about an hour to safely do a shutdown sequence, you could turn them off and maintain their effectiveness. Or alternatively, you're very clear there's a way you could disable them so they wouldn't work again and just shut them off. The disabling them would only take about 30 minutes, or you could take about 
an hour or two to do a safe shutdown sequence. I'll share that information with them. So I don't know what you want me to do. It just seems really dangerous. Like, fucked up a lot of people. How big are the statues? Like, could we carry them? Yeah. Or they? You would need a cart. Can uh, we can, can we can deactivate them though, right? So, so then they can be reactivated later. Or if we deactivate them, do then do we still need to like not touch them? Yeah. Could I touch it if I? Italia with her understanding role, like she knows how to deactivate them, and she would know what to tell you guys not to do to risk them turning on again. She could point out the no-no zones that you should not touch the statues. Alright. <laughs> yeah, so if you don't touch any of these obvious-looking buttons, it would have been fine. Alright, cool. Well, what else do you need What do you need us to do? So I'm deactivating it, not destroying it, yeah. just to be clear. We're just gonna give her these weird statues that, like, eat people. Yes. So I think if used properly. Okay, and we trust Mama Jaren enough. Cool, sure, yeah, okay. So Atalia will be like, give me like an hour and she'll start methodically. More like. Safely, all safety procedures deactivating. Dilly will help. So Atalia pulls her goggles out of her bag. And, <laughs> um, Dilly will help if you can. D5 rated goggles. Yes, so it takes a little bit of time, but you know it does take about an hour and a half to go through the safety routines. But these do power down, and they stop glowing. And the roots stop glowing. And you definitely feel like the grove is... It doesn't have power anymore. The grove is, for lack of a better word, dying. Hooray! Why do I not feel excited? Well, because you still have to deal with four bodies somewhere suffering in the grove. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah, those bodies are not going to last long without the power. They're they're probably toast by now. But are they dead? So, how are we going to get these back to Mama J is the real question. We didn't bring a cart with us. Well, the funny thing about that is that a right can craft things if they have materials. Uh, and it doesn't just have to be crazy Numenera shit. Cut down some sparkle trees? Um, there are sparkle trees. Like a sparkle cart? So, I think Dilly knows what a cart is. Yes. So, if you wanted to try to use the materials of these trees, I think that would be a salvaging roll. Uh, Alright. Well, and can I build a cart without needing IO? Just because that should be fine, right? Yeah, you don't need IO for okay, a cart, dude. Okay, I'm just... You just need raw materials. But you could salvage them to try to see if you can get something better than just... like. So, essentially, you have like an extra-dimensional Numenera forest. You could absolutely just take raw implements of it and essentially try to build a card out of what's effectively extra-dimensional CPUs. <laughs> or you could try to salvage them to see if you can also get something else that's of use out of them. Right. Let me see what I can do. Uh, are we able... Can we get the statues out from beneath the tree? Or is that going to be its own task? It would be very difficult if the exogen wasn't so willing to help you guys. I think you guys could probably communicate to it that you're trying to get it out. Okay. And it could help you the same way it helped you get in. Yeah. There are a lot of ways that exogen encounter could have turned out, and I'm delightfully surprised <laughs> that this is how it came out. Uh, yeah, so I guess Dilly's going to pop outside to the home dimension, outside the tree, and start gathering materials to build a little cart wagon thing. Nix is just very happily carrying the heavy things for Dilly. Okay. So, Dilly, you for sure will get the pieces that you need for the cart. 
That is not in question at all. You could build the cart. It will take you a couple hours to actually build it. But optionally, you can you can attempt to salvage some of these trees to see if you can get something else cool out of them. Um, so that's up to you if you want to do it. It will take you at least 15 minutes each attempt. Can I help Dilly at all? Um, you probably have an inability in salvaging, so... Okay, check out everyone. Because <laughs> Dilly also has an inability. Yeah. So, say again, um, I can get the pieces for the cart, but to do extra salvaging would be 15 minutes. Yep. Each time you wanted to try it. Yeah, once he has all the pieces piled up, he will try at least one salvaging Numenera. See how that goes. Okay. So it's going to be a salvaging Numenera roll of 12. You have an inability, so it's a 15. And I'll put a level of effort into that. Mm-hmm. Seven. You are unable to get um, any iodum from it, but you were able to get some very interesting synth that's quite durable. How many units of synth? Two. All right. This is the responsive synth? Uh, no, that would be iodum. Oh, right. Okay. So many. Items. Yeah. If you'd passed your salvaging roll, that might have been the item you got, or it might have been something completely different. Then since that doesn't work, Dilly's going to go back to crafting the wagon or the cart. Okay. So we're going to do a crafting new narrow roll. This is pretty easy to do. We're just trying to figure out the amount. There's actually a rule for how long that takes. I think a cart will say is like, we'll say you could do it in a day. If you do it well, and we'll do a rolling, uh, crafting, and narrow roll to see if you could somehow speed that up if you want to. Okay. So let's do a. So let's say, give me a nine crafting and narrow roll before your skill, which brings it down to a six. Right. And then I also have crafting tools. Does that give me an asset at all? That does give you an asset. It brings it down to a three. All right. Good thinking. Um, and I'm not going to tempt fate, so I'm going to put a level of effort into this to give me a freebie. I think I'm trained in tinkering with things to make them work, at least work for me. Could I assist? Yeah, but he's building something. He's building something brand new. Imagine I'm asking, like, Nyx to, like, chop the dimensional wood for me, and she's just going around, like, Minecraft, just like, pop, 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 pop. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. You finish this project in... in... 10 hours instead of a whole day. I'm sorry. I, I want to imagine that Nyx is doing it like Animal Crossing style. Like before you have tools, she's just like shaking the trees. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just like getting little branches to fall, occasionally getting stung by like interdimensional wasps. Yeah. <laughs> Did you guys ever see that video of the person Animal Crossing? Like they shake the tree, the wasps fall, and they manage to freeze it so they can bring up the typing yeah. screen. So they can go, oh, shit. Make sure you have a lot of trouble with those tarantulas over there. Are you, are you good? And you never, could, never could catch the damn tarantulas, Dilly. Never right. not once. <laughs> yeah, you guys now have a perfectly serviceable cart. Is it sparkles? Wow, I am so impressed. This is amazing. It even seems like it's going to function. <laughs> guys, guys, I hate to bring it up, but like, am I pulling the cart or? Well, that's right. You guys haven't established how you're going to move the cart. Because uh, like I can, probably. 
How quickly do we want to get to Shalmas? You also haven't found Stannis yet. Yeah. And there is a looming mystery of the two that were harvested. Yeah. Oh, right. I mean, it took 10 hours, so maybe, like, Chacha and Talia went off and, like... Tried to find harvested people? Oh, yeah. I mean, we could canonically split the party. That's fine. Yeah, let's do that. Let's go. Italia and Chacha. Finding the harvested bodies. And Jeski. Yeah, that'd actually be kind of cool, because we haven't seen much of Italia and Chacha doing things together. All right, we're looking for bodies, alive or dead. We're trying to get a full count and description so we can bring them back. I don't. Did we get a full roster of who was there with the cart? All you know is what Dilly was able to determine, that there was originally six people embedded in the grove. Two of them okay. had been harvested by a third party. So there should be three left. Okay. Searching? Okay, well, Italia will make notes of what the one dude that's for sure dead looks like. Even in his very sad state. You definitely find two other dead bodies embedded in the grove. You find another dead body that is in the roots that is... It's not dead yet. They can't speak, but they're clearly, like, heaving like they're on their way out. Italia will just slit their throat. So Italia just pulls out her forearm blade. Yeah. Retracts. Slit. We're done. Yeah. I felt the need to point that out because I just love that Natalia has a forearm blade. I love that detail. Of course it's a forearm blade. She has no other weapon. What? <laughs> exactly. That's her only weapon is a forearm blade. Yeah. She's a nano. And you guys reach the edge of the grove and you hear a strange... Uh, incidentally, your, your exogen is no longer in this dimension. They had to go back. But the three of you, Jeski included... Jeski! ...are there and there is a strange buzzing sound in the air. Chasha, there are some bees. I hear bees. Didn't she say something about bees? No. I don't think Chacha's told anybody about the vision bees. Mm-hmm. Oh. Well, the lady mentioned the bees, though, didn't she? The Clemuel lady? Clemuel did say she heard the sound of bees, yeah. So I guess Natalia will start getting all spooked and be like, didn't Clemuel say she heard some bees, like, right before she turned tail and ran away? Yeah. Did she say anything else about them other than, ah, bees run? Well, as you guys are having that conversation, you do see off in the distance by on the edge of the grove, bees kind of buzzing about. They're strange, almost half-phased bees, which in some ways is comforting for Cha-Cha, but is probably a little bit unnerving for Italia. And some of them have kind of, like, been buzzing around the grove, and they appear to be upset, like they were coming to the grove to presumably harvest pollinate. And they are buzzing about, and they appear to be unhappy, and you see in the distance behind them a figure about 12 feet tall, roughly humanoid in shape, that seems to be made of a mass of living bees. And as the bees seem to grow more upset, this figure kind of turns its head, once again completely made of bees, and begins stalking towards the border of the grove. And that's where we'll end this episode. (laughs) Daniel, have you watched Hannibal? I haven't. Okay. I meant the TV show to be specific. Yeah, no, I've heard great things about it, but I haven't watched it yet. Okay. Just 
It's on my list. Don't, because I don't really think you need more fodder for your creepy plot lines, but if you're ever like, oh, I really need some good dark aesthetic television. Yeah. Alex, was there anything that stuck out from this episode for you for Cha-Cha? I think it was, like, really fun that we, like, came together as a team, and we got a new friend. We weren't just like, guess what? Everyone's murdered. Yeah, which really kind of seems like... And it worked. I know. Not our usual thing. We did straight up murder that one dude. What? Which dude? The guy who wanted to be murdered. I... No, that was a you, my dude. That wasn't a we, that was you. I feel like that's a nuanced situation (laughs) that, you know, didn't meet the technical definition of murder. We humanely euthanized him. Well, not humanely, because... Whatever helps you guys sleep at night. Ah! (laughs) (laughs) So, we have a segment that we do each week called Player Intrusions, where we offer you, the listener, an XP to check out something that we think you would absolutely dig. This week, it is Alex's turn. Alex, what would you offer our listeners an XP to check out? So, this is going to sound really weird, but weight training? Most people who know me know that I have loose ligaments and the only like way to help my ligaments not just be like guess what fluff you is to actually weight train and especially in quarantine that was like super hard so now that things are reopening and I'm able to weight train it's made my life so much better and it's one of the few things you can actually pick up that you will be able to consistently see yourself progress in because you can either see yourself progress in like the volume of weight you're able to lift or like how easy it is. So it's just kind of a nice thing. It's something you should do for your health if you're able to, because it helps establish stronger muscles, which help your bones. And it's just, you know, a good thing to do as safely as possible because you don't need to like go out and do what I did and do an incline sled of almost 200 pounds squat. You can do like, oh, I'm going to, you know, use these five pound hand weights because I don't have a spotter. So I think right. if you have access, even like you don't need to get weights. You can be like, here's my gallon of milk I'm going to use as a hand weight. Or here are these textbooks from college that they won't buy back because I used it for a month. Congratulations, you now have a fancy hand weight. Or all your RPG source books. Yes. <laughs> I was using those for weighted glute bridges so much. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. It's good. Does anybody else on the podcast do weight training? I occasionally pick up heavy things and put them back down again. I usually do more like body weight stuff or yoga. I've been doing more body weight since quarantine. Do you know that you can exercise without a gym? That's what quarantine taught me. <laughs> For when, because I've found at times that like weight training can be very hard to to get in. I've, I, obviously during quarantine, but even before, like maybe you can't get to the gym three days a week, but you can get in two. But resistance bands are, are a good alternative for those off days. And I just use the shit out of resistance bands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can kick your own ass with resistance bands. Definitely. <laughs> For sure. Very cool. That's a good pick. If people wanted to reach out to us and tell us about what they think about the podcast, or if they are into weight training and want to tell us about 
cool things that they found for people to work their way in. As long as it's not CrossFit, because I have enough people in my life to tell me about CrossFit. How are we going <laughs> to do that, Marietta? Oh, man. Well, they should start at the source, which is our website. It is explorerswanted.fm. There's links to everything on there. Um, we are pretty active on Twitter. We're at Explorers Wanted there. We are on Instagram at Explorers Wanted Podcast. We are on Facebook. We're Explorers Wanted Podcast there. We're very active on our Discord, which there are links to on all of the social medias and our website. We would love if you come hang out with us there. That's the best way to like interact with us, especially on the reg, because we're all in there all the time and obsessed. But the thing that would really help us pretty concretely would be if you back us on our Patreon, which is a thing that we have now for Explorers Wanted. Like our good pal commoner Nick. Woo. Yeah, we would truly appreciate any support you can provide to us to help us cover the bills. We also have some stretch goals there of additional content we want to do it for you guys, like, you know, live stream one shots and, and things like that. Although, honestly, if you can't support us on Patreon, we totally get it. But honestly, the best thing that you could do for us right now, since we are a newish podcast, is tell your friends about us if you enjoyed it. Tell them what you liked about the podcast what you, uh, why they should listen to it. That is huge. The second best thing you could do for us is leave us a five-star rating or review on a podcast directory. That makes a huge difference, particularly if it's a written review, because that really helps people find us. And in fact, we recently received our first written review. And uh, what was that, Stace? Yeah, our very first written review on Apple Podcasts from r.blank. And the uh, it is a five-star rating, and we greatly appreciate that. But even better, uh, R Blank tells us what they like about it, and it's titled Great Chemistry and Weird Story. Just stumbled on this podcast a few days ago, and I am already through five of the episodes. I love it. The players are all fun and get into the story. The story is weird and twisting. Great editing and fun sound effects that really add to the story. I can't wait to see where the story goes. Me either, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> also uh R blank if you've listened this far and so you said here you've been through five episodes let me know when you've been through 14 and tell me what you think at that point okay <laughs> <laughs> need to update this review to three stars it's just no, 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 i can't believe they did that that was really <laughs> not where they were supposed to go Yes, thank you so much for the reviews. If you didn't like the podcast, if you hated the podcast, don't bother leaving us a review. There's a better option for that. Go to your local aquarium or zoo and look for an otter exhibit. First of all, otters are super adorable, except when they eat. But most of the time when you visit them, they'll be swimming, playing, or sleeping, and you won't have to think about those sharp, long teeth. That's the easy part. Now find the glass of the exhibit that shows the underwater portion of where the otters live and press your ear to it. If your hearing is keen, you'll be able to hear their play beneath the water. And if you're very lucky, you might even hear one say your name. If so, congratulations. The otter has claimed you, and you won't have to wait long before they finally come to collect. If you want to reach out to us individually on social media, you can. You can find me on Twitter at Anderlich, A-N-D-R-L-I-K. You can find me on Twitter at Stace Windu. 
Uh, you can tell me how much you can squat in terms of bees at Slam Potato. You can tell me what encourages you to run, especially away from, at Realty Unicorn. You can tell me how to remember to be active on Twitter at I'm on a hike. Okay, that's it for us. Um, hope you enjoyed the show. Have a good night or day or morning or whenever you're listening to this. And bye! bye. bye.